Hello and welcome to the Gird Up Podcast. The call to gird up is an ancient way of telling a man to prepare himself for hard work or a battle ahead. Our work is to reclaim masculinity in the modern world and to live out our calling as men of God. Here you will find a community of believers, brothers in Christ, working hard to become the men that God has called us to be. I am your host, Charlie Jungemach. I'm a teacher, a coach, music director, and a man of God, myself working toward the goal of, like David, being a man after God's own heart. We're happy you could join us. Now it's time to roll up our sleeves, to gird up, and become the men that God has created us to be. All right, ladies and gents, going to make it short and sweet today because I got some football to coach this morning. Uh, junior Vikings football over at Wisco. It's good stuff. I'm enjoying it. I love it. Uh, but good morning. Happy Saturday. Happy weekend. I've got uh, some thoughts I want to share about grace and forgiveness and mercy this morning. Um, if you're anything like me, I have a tendency to get really weighed down by my sinfulness and by my sin. The fact that I do love my Savior so much, and the fact that I am in the Word often enough, um, then often also means that I'm very, very cognizant of my sin. I know how much sin I've committed. I see very clearly my own guilt, and I start to feel very strongly my own shame. And so every once in a while, I need to take a trip through the book of Romans. And the book of Romans is a wonderful book. If you've never read the book of Romans, you need to. You need to go read it right now. Um, But I love to read the book of Romans because I see in the Apostle Paul the same struggles that I see in myself. The Apostle Paul talks about the idea that um, he is a believer. He does love the Lord, but he keeps on sinning. He even says several times, all men are sinful and the wages of sin is death. There is no one who hasn't sinned. There is no one who hasn't broken that covenant with God, broken the trust, and violated God's law. No one has escaped sin. I think the devil's first scheme is to make us feel lonely when we're feeling guilty. Right? Like when I've sinned, the first thing he wants to do is make me feel like I'm the only one in the world, the only one that has this problem, the only one around me that isn't being righteous. And he's going to lay that guilt on my heart. And the thing that doubles on it is the fact that I have been trying not to sin. I do love the Lord. I do want to serve him. I do want to be a strong Christian man. And so I do everything I can to not sin. And I still end up sinning. Well, in Romans chapter 7, Paul talks about that. He says, the good I want to do, I can't do. And the good I do not want to do, this I keep on doing. I don't understand it. But then he goes on to say, it's not me who sins anymore. It's not me. It's the evil that's within me. The verse actually says in so many words, Now, if I do what I do not want to do, it is no longer I who do it, but it is sin living in me that does it. That's a comfort. It's a comfort to me. It means the sin isn't going on my account. My eternity is not changing. The Lord doesn't love me less. There isn't something crazy going on in heaven where he's tearing out pages of my book. He's not, he's not giving my room key to somebody else. I still have a place waiting in heaven for me. I still have the gift of salvation that the Lord has given me. The Lord knew I was going to sin. He knew from eternity I was going to sin. That's why he sent his son. 
Jesus didn't come to, you know, whatever, be a nice guy and help me be saved or whatever. Jesus came and was my substitute. He lived a life in my place. He saw the same suffering and struggles that I see. He saw the same temptations, and he was perfect. Never once did he sin. Therefore, he can be my substitute. He took my place. He also paid my debt. When he died on that cross, he didn't just die a mortal death, which he certainly did do. But he also suffered hell. God turned his back on Jesus on the cross. And because Jesus took my punishment, he has broken the power of death. And now I have a gift of eternal life in him. So what does that mean for me? Don't let the temptation to sin just because you have permission to uh, sneak into your heart. It's not true. You don't have permission to sin. You don't have leeway to sin. You'll hear people say stuff like, well, I got to sin a little bit so that it doesn't get out of control. If I, you know, let it go a little bit now, indulge myself a little now, then it won't be as hard later to say no. That's an absolute lie. I like to think about it as a garden. If my life is a garden, I am the gardener. My soul is a garden. I am the gardener. No matter how hard I work, there are going to be weeds. No matter how hard I try, there are going to be weeds. In this life, there will be weeds in your soul while you are on earth because there is still sin within you and it will never go away. There will be weeds. However, as a gardener, it's my job to weed it, to pull those weeds, to prune, lay down some preen, to tend my garden. If I tend my garden, people will see it. If I tend my garden, my garden can be healthy. If I tend my garden, it will be a safe and happy place for me to live. If I don't tend my garden, it will destroy me. If I don't tend my garden, it won't bear fruit. If I don't tend my garden, who wants to be in that garden? Don't let evil into your heart. Don't let evil into your life. Tend your garden. Think about it this way. A gardener would never, ever plant seeds of weeds. He would never plant dandelions or crabgrass. He would never plant thistles in his own garden just so that later on he'd have something to do. He's just making his own life more difficult. A gardener does exactly the opposite. He sees the weeds, he sees the evil, and he pulls them. He gets rid of them. He burns them. Cast evil out of your life. Cast evil out of your heart. Tend your garden. Understand that you have been forgiven, that Jesus has taken your place, and that you have a place in heaven. And as a reaction to that, as thankfulness for that, as acknowledgement of that, Tend your garden. Make sure you don't lose this gift that you have been given, this gift of eternity. God's blessings on your weekend. I hope you have a great week next week. Everybody who's starting school, oh man, it's exciting stuff. Stay tuned for some more Jeremiah Wallander as well. God's blessings. Have a good one. Thanks for listening to the Gird Up Podcast. If you like what you're hearing, you can find more episodes like this on SoundCloud, Spotify, iTunes, the podcast app, and Pippa. If you want to follow us on social media, you can find us on Instagram at Time to Gird Up. You can find us on Facebook at The Gird Up Podcast. Or if you want to email me, you can email me at Coach Ungemach, that's U-N-G-E-M-A-C-H, at gmail.com. 
please leave a five-star rating and review on this podcast on iTunes. The more four- and five-star ratings we receive, the more people we will reach on iTunes because iTunes will boost us more. Thank you to Seth Palmeyer for our podcast art. And thank you to you, the listener, because without you, this podcast would not be possible. So with that, I encourage you to go out, man up, gird up, and become the men that God has created us to be. Have a good one.